Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the uh, latest edition of Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewer's Pizza, um, located at 14B Blanding Boulevard, Orange Park, Florida. You've got JK3 here. I'm Derek. Hey, guys. How you guys doing this evening? Uh, man, it's been a uh, little bit of a slow, slow uh, last couple of weeks with the Jags since uh, the draft has, you know, died down and... Um, you know, now we've got everything uh, going on with Telvin. So before we jump into that, um, the AEW, so Tony Khan's uh, wrestling, they just signed a, a deal with TNT now. So I guess this thing's pretty legit, right? Hey, man, just bring back Nitro, man. If we're going to get on <laughs> TNT, just bring back Nitro. Um, I, I, I wish I still had an NWO shirt. Just it's, it's nostalgic to think about wrestling on TNT. You know, uh, for us, us uh, that grew up in the in the '90s and went to high school in the '90s, that's going to shout out my age a little bit. But um, <laughs> it, 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 uh, it, hey, more power to him, man! Congratulations. Hope it hope it turns out well. Yeah, I thought it would, when he first when they first uh, started it, I thought it was a gimmick, you know, or I didn't know exactly how involved or how big, you know, the wrestling was going to be since it's all been kind of cornered by wwe now so but yeah it does bring back those days of you know monday night nitro versus monday night raw and you know trying to figure out which one you 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 were going to talk to or talk about the next day at school uh you know i was a fan of the nitro girls just bias <laughs> so <laughs> I, you know i would much rather watch wcw nitro than wwf but whatever um but yeah man it's uh it's, it's cool to see that that's going on but um, I know that you guys have, if you've listened to anything with the Jags going on or if you've been under a rock, uh, it looks like we won't have Telvin Smith for the 2019 season um, for a you know predetermined reason. I'm not really sure. I don't want to speculate um, you know what, what it is, but you know he has to take some time off. So Derek, what do you think? You know, how do you think the team moves forward as far as a leadership perspective in the locker room? Um, I think it's gonna be a blow, but at the same time, it seems like they're 100 percent behind him. We're not gonna sit here and mm-hmm. beat a, a, a dead horse, but there's obviously some, you know, health issues, mental health issues. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people have been saying drug abuse and so forth, and that's man. You know what? Those two kind of go hand in hand, and. I can say that because a family, a lot of people out here, I think, run their mouth and have no idea what they're talking about. I'm not saying everybody, but there are a lot of people. Sure. So they just need to, you know, give him some space. The biggest thing when someone has a mental health issue is they're in denial. It's when they accept the fact that they have it and they get help. That's the beginning of the healing process. So they need to go ahead and just back off of them. Yeah, there's money and contract and loyalty and all that. But he's right. Life's bigger than football, man. So get over it. All right, and if he comes back next season, he comes back. If not, then hey, we got to move on. It's gonna stink, but oh well. It sounds weird to say it, but you know his his social media has completely you know done like a one eighty because when we were trying to figure out what was going on, it was just nothing, and now there's just different posts after post, and you know more are along the lines of the stuff that he you know he used to post. Not saying it was anything crazy, but that there is some type of social media activity, uh, you know there. For me, it it, it comes down to who's gonna play, you know that 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 Mike linebacker now, yeah. right? Um, that that's what we're really really looking at, and I, Calais Campbell had a, a char- charity event that was uh, that went on, 
I guess the other night at a main event, one of the little bowling alleys are around here, which we I, I think our invite may have gotten lost in the mail. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we'll pick it up next year. But, you know, Miles uh, came out and just definitively said from himself that he was going to be playing middle linebacker. And I, no. I, I don't really no. see that, you know. I mean, of course you, you want to be, and it's it, the quote-unquote the quarterback of the defense, but... I don't. I don't see you know Miles Jack being the Mike linebacker on this team. I don't see that whatsoever, and it's nothing against him from being a football player because he's in the NFL and we're not. We're just sitting here at home talking about it. But at right. the same time, when the calls aren't being made on the field that need to be made by the middle linebacker or by the captain of the defense or whoever makes the calls, sure, you, you got two years of tape. And you've seen two years of inconsistency and inability to put guys in the right place to make plays. That's all I'm going to say. And, and two years meaning last year, of course, and the year before, because the year before when Paz didn't play, they didn't do too well as far as coverage. Remember, they never got beat from a physical. It was always a mental battle. Yeah. And I think most of the times they were either overrunning plays or underrunning them because of the athleticism, or excuse me, overrunning them being with the athleticism, underrunning them, second guessing, and not you know knowing where where they were going to go. So, I mean, I, I think you know, that that middle linebacker position is completely wide open right now. I, I doubt they throw the rookie in there, you know, with coming up with Patrick Mahomes um, and, and a couple of the marquee quarterbacks that were playing here in the first four games of the season. But I doubt they put him, you know, right there in the fire. But, you know, what if they, you know, this this guy from Green Bay, uh, you know, comes in and, uh, you know, he's just an absolute tackling machine like he has been. Um, you know, I think Leon Jacobs is still on the team, right? Yeah, I think so. I th- yeah. So you still have that. So, I mean, that that'll, that has now the middle linebacker position with us. Um, and for y'all don't know, when, whenever people say Mike is middle linebacker, so you have your Mike, you have your weak side linebacker, who is your Will, and you have your strong side linebacker, who is your Sam. Um, so whenever you are you know, listening to Sports Talk Radio and you hear Mike, Will, Sam, um, you know that kind of lets you know where you're going. And those weak and strong sides do depend on where the tight end is lined up at, where different, um, you know, Players are running backs lined up in it. We can go full days on into coverages, but just to you know keep the casual fans and people out there wondering uh, what what is this Mike Will Sam you know all these different things. Uh, that's what we're talking about. But I, I, the the Mike linebacker position you know just became one of the more featured you know camp battles to watch. You know, in my opinion, yeah, it has been. Uh, Jake Ryan, you know, has come over, and it's just going to be you know more competition. It's unfortunate that uh, we have to go through this at this time, but it's something that has to be done. you, you got to rem- remember, too, that they have uh, a lot of um, depth at the defensive back positions as far as, you know, corner. Mm-hmm. So uh, linebacker has always been a sore spot, and I'm saying that because of coverages. So they're very focused. The Jags are very focused on the middle of the defense, not the outside, the middle of the defense. So five yards and back between the hashes. That's where we're our weak. That's where we are weakest at, and they've got to fix that. It's unfortunate that we're weak up the middle because that's the shortest distance to the goal line. Right. Run. You know, 
run wide left, run wide light right. It, it you know you can still kind of you know build a strategy around that. When it's up the middle, it's bad. So you're replacing both safeties. You've got a linebacker problem that's been been there, and we have three guys that you know just you know, Telvin Jack. And uh, gosh, I don't even know who is it. The, the, the Leon Jacobs that Telvin's not playing. Jack's it's mental breakdowns, and Leon Jacobs looks like you know he may not even play. So um, as far as from a starting you know standpoint, so it's just all up in the air, and there's a lot of different things. So when you when it says the season gets closer, pay attention to the middle of the defense, from the linebackers and the safeties. That's where. You'll see the, the battle. I mean, we have Ronnie Harrison who's come in and he's he's played well as a, as a rookie and he's gonna, I think, blossom into a, a very great, you know, a very good player. But that's only one guy that's got one year of experience. Right. Yeah, still a, a pretty relative, um, you know, young team and you know, pretty relative, you know, as far as some of the on the field slash off the field issues that you know the team has had. So, I mean, with with Telvin being there, you know, he was. He, he did assume that leadership, you know, perspective and that leadership uh, in the locker room. So right now, you, you, on our on the defense, you've got Calais, um, you know, who's pretty much you know the outspoken leader of the uh, uh, of the defense. And then from there, you know, is it next man up? You know, how do you how do you come in and you know take someone who's such a vocal and emotional leader like Telvin? I mean, you know, that it's just hard to. You know, know that we're we're gonna be without him for the 2019 season. But you know, as far as a guy that is, you know, getting everybody r- rallied, getting everybody to the ball. Um, you know, first one there to con- congratulate you on a pick. Uh, you know, first one there to, you know, get get you know high five for like a you know interception. And then you know some of the takeaways that he does have. You know, how do we back that up as a team? Uh, that's a you know a very good question. And we can only speculate as a, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions, but what really has to be done is these guys have to come together. They have to put their contracts aside, which we'll talk about that here in a second. They, they got to put their uh, egos aside and, and really, really come together as a team because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Remember, talent wasn't the reason why we stunk last year. In years past, it's been the reason. Last year, it wasn't talent. It was camaraderie and leadership is where we failed as, as a team, as an organization, and, you know, whatever else you want to call it. That's something that needs to be fixed, and that can only be fixed internally between the coaches and the guys in the locker room. Media, fans, can't fix it. We have no say in it. It's all about what those guys feel, and they have to stick together. Yeah, I think, you know, the thing that really just just kind of worries me a little bit is because from from the from the defensive side of, side of the ball, you know, it's just where we're going to see the leadership emerge. Like where are we going to see uh, you know, it coming from and and where and it usually does come from that middle linebacker. You know, that that middle linebacker position is the person who is, you know, uh, keeping everybody uh, you know, aware of down and distance what they need to do, um, keeping everybody, you know, keyed into to what's going on and then also calling the defensive plays as well making sure people are in the right spot so i mean you do automatically assume that leadership role by having that being your core responsibility as a football player you know being responsible for the, the play call and and the shifts and, and and diagnosing the plays before they come so uh you know that's just another thing that, that we're just gonna have to see over time it you know it stinks right now that it's um you know may and we're we're already looking forward 
you know, to to this kind of stuff. But I mean, that's the that's what happens when your team is five and eleven, yeah. right? Yeah, it's. I mean that that's what you got to look for. It is the crappiest feeling as a fan to sit there and think about how much talent we have right now because in the blink of an eye that talent can be gone and what do I mean by that it can be gone because of a personal situation as in Telvin injuries it can also be gone because of injuries that talent can be gone because we got two guys that are command top five money at their position on the same side of the ball and it's very rare when you pay both yeah. Don't be surprised yeah. if we lose one of them, and we're going to get into contracts, and I'm talking about Ngakwe and Ramsey. Don't be surprised if we lose one. Of, oh, we'll sign them. We will. T- top five at each position, defensive end and corner, that's going to be tough. They're going to have a lot to do. It, so from my understanding and as a casual, you know, contracts guy that you know just sees the stuff and, and kind of looks at it, you know, and these and, and before we, we jump into the contracts, you know, to switch gears, a lot of these numbers are, you know, stuff that we've done and we've looked up on uh, overthecap.com, which we found is kind of our most accurate, you know, source to, to break down a lot of the, uh, not necessarily just for the Jags, but, you know, other teams and how we're going to compare. And anyone can kind of go back and take a look and see, you know, what, what's going on and, and how, uh, you know, contracts are gone. So the reason why we're bringing this up is because most of the times right now, if we're not talking about Telvin, we're talking about how we're going to pay uh, Ngakwe, how we're going to pay Jalen Ramsey. And it seems like the stop all for the Jalen Ramsey thing is we'll franchise him um, well, he'll play out this last year. We'll franchise him once, franchise him again, and then from there we'll 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 command. You know, we'll we'll see what we can do as far as giving him a blockbuster contract. And, and I'm pretty accurate with that, right? Yeah, that's that's may what happen. That that might happen, or that may happen. But if we franchise him one time, I think he's gone. I don't think he'll resign with us. Just my per- because I think it's gonna make him mad. I, I, think, I really do. I really think that's gonna make him mad. So, so since we're talking about all right, so we're talking about Ramsey right now. So, uh, is Xavier Howard for the Miami Dolphins? Casual football fan doesn't know who he is, right? And that's also a good thing that you don't want to know who your cornerback is on the team because odds are, if you do know who it is, if he's doing you know something outlandish, uh, you may know if he's getting beat all the time. Or if he's an out, you know, an outgoing personality like Jalen, you know, then you know that's how you know his name. But Xavier Howard is now the highest-paid cornerback in the NFL um, right now. Five years. Um, give me, let me one second. Let me pull it up. So right now he is making seventy-five point two, uh, or excuse me, seventy-five million two hundred fifty. Thousand is that, did I say yeah, that right? 75.25 yeah. for five years. 75 point, you're, you're, the, you're no, the math guy. No, no. So seven, <laughs> 75.25. Um, and it looks like right now it's over five years. So that averages out to $15.5 million a year. Fully guaranteed money, which is what everybody else is getting right now, uh, is 27.15185. Excuse me, that's what he's getting right now. Total guaranteed. So he may get another. Big, uh, big, big chunk next year, or however they've got that figured out. Forty-six million. So let's just, let's just look at it like this. So he's seventy-five, and then he's forty-six million guaranteed, averaging fifteen million, you know, a year. So we'll just look at those three numbers. So the next highest-paid cornerback below him is Josh Norman, Washington Redskins. 
75 million flat, uh, averaging 15 million a year, and uh, his total guaranteed is 50 million. So we've got two of those guys right there. Uh, you've probably heard of Tremaine Johnson, uh, 72 and a half million or 72.5 million right now. Uh, Xavier Rhodes, 70 million. What I'm getting at right now is that if that's the top five, one, two, three, four, five, they're all 70 million guys. The drop off from them is ridiculous. It goes to, um, you know, maybe so as far as contract value, it goes to Kyle Fuller of the Bears. Um, and then our own AJ, AJ Boye at 67.5 million. In my opinion, I think AJ's a better corner than Jalen. That's just my take. I'm sorry. You can come at me on Twitter if you want, <laughs> at JK the third. But I think AJ Boye is the best cornerback on our team. I will say it again. So, long story short, sorry I was long winded. It's going to take, in order to sign Jalen Ramsey, it is, and to sign him to a, you know, a big deal. It's going to take upwards of $75 million. These contracts, you don't land in the middle with a new contract. You, you, you go above it. Well, I'll tell you this. First of all, you need to come up off of whatever you're smoking because A.J. Boye is not a better corner than Jalen Ramsey. Okay? You can, we can yeah, go we all go, day. We can we go can all day. We'll do a whole it. episode on that, man, if you want to. We'll, we'll get, you know, uh, uh, Corey to come come back. Sorry, you know, Corey's still on the NBA train, man. So, And, and I mean M- M- MBA M- as in Masters of Business yeah. Administration. Uh, yeah. MBA <laughs> <yeah>. young boy. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we can go all day. No way in the world. But just to give you guys a little bit of insight here. Franchise tag, that's probably where we're headed. Okay, it's probably where we're headed with Jalen Ramsey. I think in Gakwe, I think they'll get him just because of the fact that he's not as uh, not brash, but you know Jalen just you know runs his mouth and he puts everything out there in social media and you know he put he wears his personality and his feelings on his shoulder. So, but when it comes to Jalen's contract, you got the top for the franchise tag is the top five players at that position in that year. So top five or top, top five. Ten? You know, five, so, right. with the, you know the first year, I'll say, um, and I'm pretty sure it's it's now you got me second guessing myself. I could have swore it was five. Um, yes, yeah, top five in that current year. So you're looking at fifteen million, fourteen and a half, fifteen million a year. That that's uh-huh. that's a lot of money. Uh, a yeah. lot. I mean, and and just as far as cap, and then if for for those to keep in tally at home, you know, right now our current cap availability. For the Jacksonville Jaguars right now, we're sitting at around thirteen million. And in, in, in now, I know some people have you know will say, "Well, we're getting <laughs> Telvin's money back and all that." Yeah, yeah. Let's not even think about that. Let's just go with what we have, and that is the... Telvin's money is monopoly yeah. money right now. So, if we don't get a deal done, then you look at if we do pay him. So Xavier Howard just got five years, seventy-five million. I guarantee you, Jalen probably said, "Who is that?" I've made two Pro Bowls. I want five years, eighty million, and of that, I want you know forty, fifty million guaranteed. And if I don't get it, I'm not signing. It's probably where we're headed. So for you know our, our math majors out there, if you have five years and you have eighty million dollars, does anybody want to take a guess how much that is per year? We'll we'll just let you just sixteen sell million. Okay. And you know what? And that and the and the math checks out because 
the way that these contracts are structured and the way just looking at over the cap, these these contracts they increment by like by by like half and then whole. You know what I mean? So seventy five point two or you know seventy five. Uh, I'm why am I struggling with that? Seventy five seventy five point two million. You know, versus seventy five million. You yeah. know what I mean? So it, it, it's the contract value is just steadily increasing in the bars being raised. And what's happening is that these corners are just driving up the market. So I think the $80 million range is where they're going to have to land. Um, and what you said, $16 million? $16 million. Now, they can play with the numbers a little bit. Remember, they can kind of play with the numbers and... and you know, paid in the rear and give him some guaranteed money up front, which he'll probably be, you know, total guaranteed. I'd say over fifty million on the deal. That's, that's my opinion. But you got to remember what's and you're like, well, why are we like this? What what is causing this? I'm gonna tell you what's causing it. Okay, it's just plain as day. Blake Bortles. That's what's causing yeah. it. Okay, Blake Bortles. Uh, Malik Jackson's got four million in dead money. Jenkins, Gibson, that's another three million, three point two million. That, that I mean, those are those are small numbers compared to sixteen and a half yeah. million. So, and th- those numbers are going to go down. And you know, Calais Campbell's contract will probably be off. So people will think that, hey, we'll just roll that over and everything will be good. No, because you don't want to tie up. You know, you're going to tie up most of your money. You know, they try to split it equally between both sides of the ball. You know, they try. And you have, you'll t- you'll have it tied up between two players on the defensive side of the ball. Remember, we don't have the greatest wide receiving core. All right, uh, Leonard Fournette, you know, thinks he's a, a all pro, which he's not. And we and we've got some guys that are, are decent role players and decent offensive linemen that you know we'll have to sign. And and you know Andrew Norwell is is getting a big salary right now too. So you know those things are going to carry on. But if you look at right now, the reason why we're in the predicament is because of Blake Bortles. And you, you can, you know, pass the blame. We've talked about it 500 times. Is it Coughlin? Is it Caldwell? Is it Coughlin? Is it Caldwell? It's one of them. My money's on Caldwell, but you just don't know. You, you, they're not going to tell us. Coughlin's not going to say who it was that convinced us to sign Bortles to that contract extension. So Caldwell's going to give some dumb, you know, government answer or whatever you want to call it and that's going to be it so we, we just got to go with what we have and that's what we have right now yeah that's crazy man that cap hit 16 and a half it's just insane and i i can see why i and logically i can see why they extended blake you know you're one bad call away you know from the super bowl and you're coming from off of a playoff run where he you know, probably played some of the best football. You know, maybe last two months of his con- or the last two months or two years ago, he he probably played his best football that he had uh, in that time frame. Um, so I can I I understand the rationale, but at the end of the day, you you got to look at the inconsistencies as well and see what's really going on with that. Um, I mean, just to switch over to from from Jalen to Ngakwe, you know, that's one of the other you know rushers uh, that everyone else is just just clamoring. On Twitter, including myself, uh, for us to go ahead and pay, and you know, you you really want to try to pay the the best players that you possibly can on the team. But I think his deal is a little bit more scary than than Jalen's, in in my opinion, just because of the way that some of these edge rushers are getting paid. I mean, you know, we could put Khalil Mack up there; he's an all around just. 
I mean, he probably plays every position on the team minus safety or DB, which he probably 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 could play. But I mean, right now, you know, his total contract value is 141 million. Demarcus Lawrence uh, with the Cowboys just signed a, a pretty lucrative deal, 105 million. Uh, Frank Clark just moved over uh, to the Chiefs, um, you know, 104 million. So I mean, see, these these guys are more are, are of the players that you may know. Your Von Miller, uh, Trey Flowers, D. Ford, Olivier Vernon, etc. You know these guys are getting paid upwards of eighty million dollars a year, and if Ngakwe is considered in that elite company, you know we're gonna have to we're really gonna have to step up our game and really come up in there. I'm not saying they're gonna go up to the Demarcus Lawrence number, not even the Frank Frank Clark. Or uh, the Von Miller number, but it needs to be somewhere around the eighty million, uh, you know, range as well for him. Also, <sighs> wish us luck. Wish us luck. Now the Bortles money will be gone after next year, after after this coming season. So I don't think there'll be if any much, you know, very little left. But that still kind of you know hurt us for this season um, coming up. Well, you can't extend them. You can't extend them yeah. this season. So they'll be, you know. There'll just be some things that have to be worked out, and it just really depends on what they do. If they pay both of those guys, you're going to see a very large drop-off in talent because they won't be able to keep guys that might perform well. Like, let's say Linder, for instance. I know we just you know gave Linder a contract, but if Linder wants his deal reworked, we won't be able to do anything. You know, If, if we try to sign a wide receiver, what are we going to sign? A top free agent wide receiver, we won't be able to afford him. You know, you got Foles, you're giving him a lot of money too. So yeah. when you have two guys on one side of the ball that demand top five money at their position, it's about impossible to deal with. Look at the Patriots. You know, everyone says, oh, the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots do an outstanding job of managing their cap room. Outstanding job. Well, and I mean, you've got Tom Brady there taking pay cuts to keep yeah, the team good. And and, and hey, Hats off to him. That's why he's got six rings, you know, between that and his talent. But my point is, since when did you see – you remember Chandler Jones? Remember he was a Patriot. As soon as he, yep. he, he got a little bit big, started talking about contracts, you know what they did? They traded him to, like, Arizona, got some draft picks out of him. Because they knew they yeah, weren't going to pay him. They knew all – But he got he got an $82.5 million contract. With the Patriots? Or so, with no, for the, with the yeah, Cardinals. exactly. That's my point. It's like they knew they couldn't pay yeah. him. They knew it. Or they knew they could pay him, but they couldn't afford to get other guys that they wanted to win. No one guy is more worth more than winning, and we have two of them. Think about that. I, I, I find it, and I mean it's just you know probably the way the, the chips are falling. But I, I think um, the fact that Dante Fowler is making more money than Yannick Ngakwe right now is just blowing. That's yeah, not mind. for long. <laughs> I mean, blowing my yeah, mind. That's not man. for long. I mean. I mean, it's just it's just blowing my mind. I mean, he's right now Ngakwe is making three point four million dollars a year, mm-hmm. and has contributed way more than the team, and in my opinion, is worth more than that. So you take a guy that's making three point four million, and then do you what? Do you do you bump him up? I mean, he's required. He's you probably going to take or want top five money in the league, but is he really going to get that? I mean, do you take a guy that's making three point four million and bump him up? To seventy-five, eighty million dollars. You want ten to twelve sacks a season? Yes. Remember, we we just came off of the last few years where our team was getting 10, 12 sacks total for the season. Yep. We had yep. that in one guy. 
that's yep. not going to be good if we let him go. Yep. So, question, and to throw you on the spot right now, <laughs> Derek Smith, you are the um, GM of the Jaguars. Who do you pay? This is going to go against all my uh, uh, no-blooded fans out there, but I pay Ngakwe. So you think the ten? You think the ten to twelve sacks a year are more important than the shutdown corner? Yes, I do. Okay, and this is where I disagree. With you. <laughs> okay, this is where so I disagree. This is the guy, this as is much the guy as that, I just said, just said, I just that Boye, said that AJ is better than Ramsey. So let's hear it. Let's hear it. I, he is. Okay. He is. AJ is the best cornerback on the. He, he is the best corner on the team, but he shut down, like legitimate shut down. Jalen, the only reason why Jalen gets balls thrown on his side of the field is because he plays his own defense. He doesn't play man. He when the team will call man, and he'll like, all right, bet or no, they'll run, call his own defense. All right, I'm running man. He gets more targets thrown at him, and he, I mean, AJ. No one throws the ball to I don't AJ. Know about side. all that, there were some times last year where AJ kind of, he kind of, he kind of got soft. I mean, there were. The Jags went up against a lot better teams, receivers, and quarterbacks last year than the previous year. They're going to so, do it this year yeah, again, and, too. And they are. And, and both of them got their share, you know, their fair share of getting burnt. You know, remember um, what I said about when they played the Chiefs last year and everybody was saying that Ramsey's going to get at Tyreek Hill, and I was like, no way. Tyreek Hill is too fast. And, and Tyreek Hill beat him a couple times. Point is, one, Ramsey's better than Boye. Two, Ngakwe, I'd rather have a defensive end getting me 10 to 12 sacks than a, a, a shutdown corner. I, I don't know, man. I think the shutdown corner eliminates a lot. I mean, it creates the I, the, the the edge rusher. It, it does create you know turnovers with the with the uh, with the sack fumbles and the opportunity for that. But I think the shutdown corner is so much more uh, you know so much more uh, essential to your team because you automatically you you just know you're not going to throw it on that mm-hmm. side. You're just not going to. You can do things to du- you can double up on a on a on an edge rusher. You can chip, you can do some things like that to try to get away and to try to really just, you know, make that make that make it easy or make it harder for that defensive lineman to get to you. But when you got a person out there on your island and there's nothing else you can do and to back what I'm saying, PFF has AJ Boye at a 75.7. He's got Jalen Ramsey at a 72. I'm hey, I'm you know just saying. How I feel about metrics and I'm numbers, just... <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have that on the topic. I mean, we I could spend a whole episode saying that you know you, you have all these numbers and all these guys and and and, and even you know people like ourselves and podcasts that have thrown their name into the to the ring of trying to prove that they know more than the actual players themselves because they believe it's an analytics and numbers game. But at the end of the day, why aren't the Patriots like the most efficient team at everything? They're the only ones to keep winning. You know, yeah, they got a great quarterback, but my, my point is I, you can't look at that. They can't look at the intangibles, the, the, the fear. And, and, and what I mean by that is Jalen Ramsey has always, even when gotten, you know getting beaten, He's always come back to answer the bell, and you can look at you know some of the rogue defensive you know times where he just went and did his own thing, and it got upset. But he's always on the best receivers on the, on the opposite team. He's always on their best receiver. That ought to tell you something. So of course, if his scores are lower, it's because he's playing better competition. That's I'm leaving it at that. And tell Pro Football Focus they can do whatever with that, but. 
we'll, and we'll, we'll, what we'll do is once we put this episode tonight, we'll put up a little Twitter poll, um, and we'll see, and just have you guys, you know, just give a little fan engagement, as uh, you know, see who's the better cornerback, uh, AJ or uh, Jalen, and then if you have an other, we'll leave that there too, and. Guys, don't just say Jalen just because you like the sassiness from him and you like the spiciness from whatever they, he talks. They're gonna just, say Jalen. They're gonna just, say Jalen because <laughs> it's true. And he's on. I don't know what you want, but man, it, it's time to go. It's time to wrap this one up. I can't believe he said this, man. It's time to wrap this up. Oh gosh. But but anyway, guys, I hope you really uh, enjoyed the show. Uh, you know, please uh, shoot us a five star review if you haven't on uh, iTunes. Google Play. I think we're even on um, God, Spotify now. So, Bro, you can listen to podcasts so yeah, many places now. Yeah, it's crazy. You know. But, uh, you know, we'll be back in a few weeks for another episode. Uh, enjoy this time away from football. We're about to get into sports purgatory. So, um, basketball season's about to wrap up. So, it's about three months of baseball. And then uh, the, the fun begins. So, uh, everybody yep. uh, take care and uh, have a good night. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.